What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Sorry to break it to you, problematics, but Republicans are likely to lose in 2024. This does not bring me joy, but I have my reasons as to why Don't shoot the messenger. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, look, I tweeted something this morning that went a little, I want to say it went viral, but it definitely inspired a lot of conversation. And it really did make me want to really get into this and, and really want to delve into exactly why I think this. I'm going to read you this tweet that, that, I, that I tweeted out. If you pay attention to what is actually happening under all the noise and have no financial interest in selling people's lies, selling people lies, you know that Democrats are poised not only to retain the White House, but to take back Congress and get a stronger foothold in the Senate. I am not saying that I want these things to happen, but it is strikingly clear to me that these things will happen. Okay, so this is my opinion. This is why you guys come here. And I'm going to break it down. There's a lot of different reasons why I think so. So what I have learned in, in working in media pretty much, you know, hardcore full-time for the past five years is that when you go about this process and all you're doing is either, you know, doing media or consuming media, et cetera, et cetera, you have to be able to zoom out from what everybody is talking about right now to to like literally see what's going on behind the scenes. And I learned this in 2020, even though I was, I was very actively involved in the Trump campaign in 2020, I was going to events. I was advocating for Trump on Fox news via social media, et cetera, et cetera. I was very much on the Trump train. And what I learned in 2020 is there were things that were happening behind the scenes that nobody just tended to be talking about, right? And one of the things that is very specific that I always go back to when I'm thinking about my experience in 2020 is when these secretaries of state pretty much illegally changed the laws to allow for mass mail-in voting in a lot of these different swing states, okay? So this happened... I'm not going to say it was underneath Trump's noses, but it it, it happened in full view of everybody. Everybody knew what was happening. And I remember quite clearly 
Bill Barr going on CNN, the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer, and complaining about this. He complained that, well, these secretaries of state are doing, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So Bill Barr complained about it. Nobody did anything about this. Nobody challenged these laws. They just let it happen. And then they were caught flat-footed when we were all caught by surprise in November when Trump lost. And I don't deal in stolen election shenanigans, okay? So if you if you want somebody to, to sit here and tell you that election was stolen, it's not going to be me. You better go follow somebody else, okay? That election was lost by 40,000 votes in three swing states. And one of the reasons that election was lost by about 35 to 40,000 votes in three swing states is because of the rampant election fraud that was happening in the majority dim run cities in those swing states, which by the way, they're going to play that game again. And they're going to do this underneath everybody's noses because again, nobody's talking about it. So I want you to ask yourself, you know, you'll, you'll accuse me of being a DeSantis shell or I'm not sufficiently loyal enough to Donald Trump or whatever. I'm the only one that keeps it real about Trump and, and fully plan to vote for him should he be the nominee in 2024, by the way. What has the RNC, you know what, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but let me ask you, I'm going to ask this question before I, before I go back. What has the RNC done? What has the Republican National Committee or the Trump campaign or any of the Trump people done for election integrity since 2020? You want to know the answer? Nothing. They have done absolutely zero. Okay? They've done nothing. They tweeted about it. They true social about it. I think that they were certainly raising money to do it, but they have done absolutely nothing. So don't get mad at me for saying what is actually being done, which is nothing. Okay, so that's one of that's the main reason why one of the main reasons why I believe the Republicans are not being set up to win in 2024. These people are running a grift. Okay, these people are going to pretend that they're doing all of these things. They're not going to do anything because here's the thing. If Republicans were, if Republicans or even the Trump people were really interested in building the infrastructure to take back the White House in 2024, they would have been doing these things years ago, things that they have not done. They have not launched any real legitimate election integrity initiatives or challenges in any of those swing states that they lost in 2020. They have not done these things. Again, like you guys can get mad at me all you want to. I'm the only one that's telling you the truth. They've not done these things, all right? So they've not done any real election integrity initiatives. Neither RNC or the Trump campaign has done these things. Number two, and this is another thing that got me in trouble on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Everybody's like, oh, the black vote, oh, the hood, and all, all of this other stuff. These people have done absolutely nothing to put the infrastructure together to try to secure even the little bit of the black vote that they did get in 2020. All those Blacks for Trump centers that were opened up in all these swing states, those shut down, okay? Because even though those Trump PACs and the RNC PAC, they have all of that money running through them, they were not investing in that, okay? All, and what I'm trying to tell you guys, and this is not specific to the Trump people, because this is really about the RNC as well. And what I'm trying to tell you guys is that these people lie to your face and take your money and they don't do anything. And they do this 
every election cycle. All right. Now back to Trump. So Ann Coulter, everybody knows Ann Coulter. She has been going a little viral. I, what I really love, I, I'm a big fan of Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter uh, red-pilled me. The um, Adios America book that she did about illegal immigration is brilliant. That, that book came out, I think, in 2012 or 2013. And every single thing that she has predicted in this book has come true. So Ann Coulter is brilliant. And I, I'm really liking her emergence back on the scene via um, a lot of the biggest podcasts because Ann Coulter is a legend. Like, Ann Coulter has been doing this stuff since I was a lib. So Ann Coulter did Tim Pool's show. And this is what, this is a very interesting exchange. And this is what we, what she had to say. And I, I ran this video here and I did a reaction to this video on my Facebook page. And you guys didn't like it. And, and look. You guys hate me all you want to. You you guys can hate me. You can call me a chump. You can call me whatever you're going to call me. You are angry because I'm the only one that's telling you the truth. Because you are being fed lies by people. And I think that some of you guys don't realize this. Um, You don't realize like how you're being hustled. So let me play this Ann Coulter clip. Because it's a very interesting um, theory that she has about what's going on. As of right now, I'm predicted he's in third place behind Nikki Haley. What 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 causes the that? indictments, the utterly BS indictments against Trump? I think the left but how does that playing get us like that, playing the Republican Party like like Nikki Haley's beating Ron DeSantis. In the okay, prediction first, let's deal with Trump and then yeah. I'll deal with. Nikki. But I mean, Anna, are you saying that you what think, I'm saying you think is, the left has orchestrated the indictments so that Trump does become the nominee? No, I think they genuinely they're, they're luckily they're crazies. They're moving in the same direction. So you have the smart ones like Carville and Axelrod realizing, hey, if we keep doing these BS attacks, another Russian investigation would be great, but that won't work because that gins up people. It's totally unfair. It's like it going to the doctor's office and he hits your knee with the metal pallet. You just you can't help when someone is is being unfairly attacked and all except the the Florida indictment is is a real crime. Um, but put a pin in that. Um he was dead in the water, Trump was. I mean, you can see it from the polling. When he announced nobody was there, nobody cared, he was dead. That's when DeSantis was beating him. And after that first indictment in New York, that's the first time Trump's polls went up and they won't stop talking about it and they keep doing these BS unfair indictments. So the smart ones, Axelrod and that type, are saying, this is fantastic. We're going to trick them into making Trump their nominee and that's our re-election plan for Joe Biden. And then the, you know, Joy Ann Reeds and the entire MSNBC, um, the entire network, they just genuinely, genuinely hate Trump. So it works perfectly, perfectly together. But that's when his numbers went up. And I mean, we'll see what happens. But why, why wasn't DeSantis able to maintain the momentum that he initially had at it's, that point? It's Trump's numbers going up. If, if you look at the actual it's not like people are, are leaving DeSantis. And Nikki, I think it's the donors, um, the neocon warmonger donors. She is perfect. So she's got Will Hurd endorsement, the yeah. CIA operative. Yeah. All right, so that's what Anne has to say. And I'm going to get into my response to this and why I think she's actually fairly, uh, very much correct after the break. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, 
provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, Problematic. So what you just heard was Ann Coulter's take on, you know, so this is what Ann Coulter thinks. And this pretty much goes into my my overall theme about why I believe Republicans are going to lose in 2024. So Ann Coulter's take is that the left is artificially propping up Trump because they believe that he's the only person they can beat. And there's something to this. And I've said this on Twitter, and I get slammed and slammed and slammed, and I'm not going to play the, I'm a professional, so I know more than you, crowd. I'm not going to play that card. What I will say is that I anticipate trends, and also I remember what that moment was like. When Trump announced at Mar-a-Lago, I got invited, I didn't go. Because first of all, like I don't, I just wasn't going to go. When Trump announced at Mar-a-Lago, and I watched the announcement, there was zero energy in that room. And matter, as a matter of fact, all of the conversation that was happening after the announcement was about how low energy it was, was about how weird it seemed to be. There didn't seem any energy. He seemed low energy. The whole thing was weird. And this has nothing to do with DeSantis or Haley or anybody else. It was a low energy announcement. People were not excited about this. The energy started to come back around to Trump again when the indictment started. Think about when the mugshot came out and think and how they brilliantly, and I said this on Twitter, I always give credit when credit is due. They brilliantly subverted that. They sold merch with the mugshot. They made it so big. So the Trump thing got bigger as the left's attacks on him intensified. Because what I do believe that the plan from the left and Democrats is, and this is what I 110% believe, can voter turnout maybe correct this? Absolutely. Like, I do not know. But I 110% believe that all of these attacks on him, all of these political attacks are calculated. All of this, them, them trying to drown this man in the legal system, all of this stuff is calculated. Okay, and I was listening to Charlie Kirk's pod today, and he made a very good point about the fact that Fannie Willis, um, one of the DAs that is, you know, going off on, on Trump and doing all of this stuff, I think in Georgia, there's something going on in Georgia. Georgia Governor, Republican Governor Brian Kemp could fire her right now, but he is not doing that. Why? And Charlie Kirk made that point. Charlie Kirk is brilliant. And I had never thought about that before. And I think that what Ann Coulter is getting at here, and this is an unpopular thing to say, if you're a conservative that has a large platform, this is a deeply, deeply unpopular thing to voice or to even say out loud. It is the thing that you cannot say, is that there are a lot of people that are working together to get Trump that nomination. The Democrats want him to have that nomination so bad. And everybody's like, oh, they're so scared of Trump. They're so scared of Trump. These people are not scared of Trump. They beat him before. They know how to beat him. They don't have to do anything special to beat him. They know exactly what faucets to turn on to beat him. There are rhino Republicans that are 
sort of in on this as well. They get a lot of money and a lot of clout and all that stuff, and they get a, the piece of the fundraising and all of this stuff because there's a there's a fundraising juggernaut around Trump. Okay, so they get a piece of this as well, and all of the brain dead lib commentators that are on the left who really don't have any sense of political analysis or philosophy other than Trump is Satan, they love it because they're going to get more attention as well. So all of these things are coming together, okay, to make Trump the nominee. And I do believe that he's going to be a nominee. And like I said, this is not a criticism of Trump himself, because I've said a million times that I will vote for him if he is a nominee. But these things are happening under our very eyes. And it's like this thing that nobody can say. Because if you're a Trump influencer, or if you're somebody that's so pro-Trump, and your entire audience depends on your perceived allegiance to Trump, or your money, or your worldview, or your access, or anything like that depends on you never saying anything against him, well, you're not going to say anything about it, right? And then, let me make a point about fundraising as well. And again, these are facts. These are facts. Facts which don't, as I've been reliably informed, care about your feelings. Donald Trump, the Trump campaign, the Trump Super PAC, transferred $40 million from his Super PAC, not for election integrity, not to bail out anybody that's being politically persecuted for January 6th. Oh, no. $40 million from his PAC went to go pay his legal fees. And this is another thing that the left is doing. They are drowning this man in tens of millions of dollars of legal fees because here's the thing, and this is a, another thing that you guys don't realize, is that once Trump gets the nomination and now he has access to the RNC's fundraising, because it's what a lot of this stuff is about. A lot of this stuff is about the Trump campaign and the Trump people getting access to the RNC's fundraising base and all that stuff. Like, do you guys remember that, um, and even now, even now to this day, do you know the deal that the Trump super PAC people were making with some of these other candidates when they would use their, their email base and their donor base to go raise money for some of these other candidates, whether it's Blake Masters and Senate, whether it's Carrie Lake, et cetera, et cetera. They were literally taking 99% of the money. The Trump people were taking 99% of the money. And the candidate or whatever would only get 1% of that money. Like, that's how massive the organization is in Trump world, right? And so the point that I make about him getting bogged down in all of these legal fees, and again, $40 million from that super PAC went to legal fees. So... As soon as he has access, as soon as the Trump people have access to the RNC's fundraising apparatus, then that's them times 10. Then it's all this money. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, support Trump, support Trump, support the RNC party, blah, blah, blah. Money, 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 money. And all of that money is going not to pay for election integrity measures. It's going not to fund RNC outreach, although some of it will go there in the cities. All of this money is going to be going to pay off Trump's legal fees. And that's just the truth. And, I, like, don't shoot the messenger. 
but I'm I'm giving this to you guys. Like I'm 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 laying out the plan of what it is. Okay? And so now that and this isn't just about Trump by the way. I think that that's Trump's fundamental weakness. It should he get the nomination is that he's going to be so bogged down in legal stuff. They're not going to be able to focus on what they need to focus on to win. Um in broader, the reason why I think the Republicans are going to lose the house. They know that they're going to lose the house. Okay, all of this disarray that you're that you're seeing right now with Jim Jordan not being elected speaker, all of that stuff is because the rhinos are working with the left because they know that Jim Jordan wants to impeach Trump, or excuse me, impeach Biden. Okay, and the rhinos on the left don't want that to happen, and the Democrats don't want that to happen. So they're going to come together to pick uh, some consensus speaker that is not going to move forward with impeachment of Biden. Okay? Because Republicans know they're about to lose that house. They know they're about to lose the house because the red wave didn't happen because a lot of Trump candidates, and again, this is proven stuff. Like, these are facts. A lot of Trump candidates dragged down uh, where the Republicans could have won. Remember that big red wave that wasn't, right? So they're very vulnerable in the house. Look at Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert won her seat again by like 500 votes. And it may not even been that much. You think Lauren Boebert is going to get reelected to that seat? So they're about to lose the House. They're likely to lose the Senate. Okay? So for all of these reasons, you're likely going to be looking at four years of complete Democrat control. And that, to me, is terrifying. But fundamentally, what you guys need to get is the fact that you're dealing with a lot of people in this political structure, in this political world, that really do not, especially when the Republicans come to these people do not care about winning. These people do not care about winning. They don't care about you. These people don't care about me. They care about their money and their power. These people do not live on the same planet that we live on. So Republicans will lose the House. They're not going to take the Senate. And they are highly, highly unlikely to retake that White House. And I don't care who gets the nomination. It could be Trump. It could be DeSantis. It could be Haley. It could be Vivek. The infrastructure is not there for Republicans to take back that White House. And they know it. But they're going to keep lying to you. And they're going to keep taking your money. And they're going to keep pretending that they are fighting for you when they are fighting for nothing, nothing but their own money and power. That's it. That is it. All right, Problematics, thank you so much for joining. As always, you can download Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.